Welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Guys, there are so many of you out there who I know who are struggling to figure out what to do next in their careers. You may be at a crossroads and you may be having some trouble deciding where your skill set is, essentially what you would like to do. And we're going to talk about some really powerful stuff here. We're going to talk about the common advice to just, quote, follow your heart and what we believe might be a better solution instead of that. We're going to talk about how to manifest yourself into the right positions using networking, We'll talk about the best ways to actually pick and choose which jobs to apply for, how to meet the right people. I brought in none other than Sujit Lalwani, who is just absolutely incredible. Sujit is the founder and CEO of ADAD. That's Adid A Day. Wow. Try to say that five times fast. Sujit's also an international inspirational speaker and author of Life Simplified. Life Simplified is a really fantastic book that talks about how to simplify your life and move forward in your career. And I think Sujit is such a good living example. He really does practice what he preaches. And one thing I noticed about him is he's a giver. And that's one of the principles we will talk about within this podcast episode is how to offer value for others. So I think Sujit really embodies that. I'm really excited to have him as a guest here on the show. So I don't have any more patience in me. I'll launch right into it. This is our 73rd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Hope you enjoy. All right, Sujit, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Chris. It's such a pleasure to join you on this wonderful podcast that you've been doing for so long. And 73 <laughs> episodes is a mighty accomplishment. I'm, all, I'm already delighted and honored. Sure thing. I was very honored when you and I got connected just because I saw you had such an amazing story and uh, some really good some really good things to share with guests. And uh, first of all, can you just share where you're at right now? I think that would be fascinating. You know, I, I am in Bangalore, India, and I'm I'm so happy and delighted to be uh, in the middle of all the investments that are coming in in Bangalore, the growth of the IT sector, the technology companies, the kind of startup ideas and innovations. So I'm in the middle of all the startup fun, you know, that we are in. So that's where I am. Otherwise, I'm right here on Chris's podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> so it's, it's story time right now. And I think there's no better way to kick things off and frame this topic. But I'd love if you could start. Uh, to talk about that first moment when you wrote your book, Life Simplified, uh, you said that you were at a crossroads in your life and had that blank screen. So what inspired you to write this book and how did you arrive where you're at today? Oh, Chris, this is a question. I just love sharing the story for, uh, you know, I mean, uh, personally, I came from a very modest background, you know, like 10 by 10 square feet was all our house, you know, size was and we were like, you know, a joint family. And, you know, during summer holidays, we would have a lot of our guests come in, they stay with they would stay with us for about 30 or, you know, 45 days, and we would be like 20 people, you know, in that small house of, you know, a 10 by 10 square feet home, which is like 100 square feet. So which is which is uh, from as modest as the 
those times and watching my dad really pull in all strings to build a good business for himself, you know, establish himself and then go through his losses, you know, and face all of those criticalities. And given that he was a big believer of, you know, he would always say when I was growing up, do good and just forget it, do good and put it into the ocean. That was his phrase that he would tell you, do good, do good. Just, just, just keep doing good and just, just keep doing good things and good deeds, you know, and just forget it, just forget it. It's okay. It's all come back to you, you know, watching all of that, you know, knowing how amazingly charismatic he had been throughout his life. I lost him about three years ago, but you know, he, the way he built his life, the way he built his business, the way he conducted himself, watching all of that one fine evening, just to, you know, take digress a little and then come back to our main core topic. You know, my mother was, uh, you know, feeding me dinner and summer holidays after my grade 10. And she was like, Hey, listen, I know very clearly your elder brother. I have a sibling elder brother. You know, she was like, he's going to settle pretty well. He's meticulous. He's well planned. I'm really worried about you. What are you going to do? You know, I really didn't have that acumen to answer her very seriously, but I really wanted her to calm down on that and give her a futuristic hope for it. I said, mom, don't worry. This son of yours who's eating dinner right now, whom you're feeding, he's going to create a page for himself in the history one day. So just don't bother about settling. But that kind of as a memory remained etched in me, kept pushing me to dream higher and bigger, you know, and also everybody around, you know, would ask you the peer pressure. What's your purpose in life? What's your goal? Where are you going to go? And none of these things, I really had clear answers. There's a whole lot of pressure of so many choices you want to be making. What's right? What's wrong? You know, what's the purpose of life? And then the big question, you know, you know, (laughs) why am I here on this planet? Oh, so all of these things were bothering me. I wanted to figure out. I used to contemplate. I thought it's best I simplify my life, you know, get, you know, answers from my own, you know, example to simplify so many things. Up, you know, simplify my approach to what business I'm going to be in, what my purpose of life is going to be in, where am I going to invest my majority of the energy, what successes I'm going to bring to myself, what will feel most rewarding to me, what reward itself means, what success itself means, and one after the yeah. other, one after the other, right from career, finding my purpose, you know, putting it down very clear what I really want to do, what I want to approach, where I want to be known, what I don't want to be known for, getting all of that clear, I felt it's very important that I write a book called Life Simplified. So I wrote this book, which was a coffee table read. I asked myself, what would I really like? as a perfect non-reader. So basically, my book becomes like the most handy everyday coffee table read inspiration for them. And that's precisely what happened. About 5,000 plus readers have already read it. You know, people loved the book. And But if you really ask me, how did the book happen? I wanted to solve my own complexities. My life was so complex. And as I solved it, I felt I must help everybody else. And that's why I wrote Life Simplified at that point in time. I hope that really answers this for you <laughs> and all the listeners who are listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Fantastic, Sujit. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I just want to launch into the heart of the podcast. And you even touched upon it a little bit during your intro, but it's, it's this concept of following your heart. Now, for me, I, I've heard this advice ever since I was, I don't know, 10 years old. But can we talk about, first of all, where did this idea come from? And then we'll move into why it's not such an easy answer. So where, where the idea actually came from of following your heart is kind of uh, pretty easy for me to say because every single person around you as you're growing up is always going to keep telling you, follow your heart, figure out your passion. Every successful person who made it to big successes in his life has always followed his passion, has always followed his heart. And then suddenly you're trapped in this entire thought process. Oh my 
God, do I really know what is my passion? Do I really know what is in my heart that I need to follow? But you also have the peer yeah. pressure of kind of keeping up your image with your friends, family and peer groups and especially those people who already have figured out what they want to do, right? You want to go and not sound like you still haven't figured your passion out and then you're trapped in so many answers that you gave that sounded right but they never felt right. <laughs> yeah. I'm having <laughs> flashbacks. Of, yeah. Oh yes. I'm sure every listener is having a flashback that we all give the right, right answers or those answers that sounded right but never felt right internally. You know, if somebody came and asked me, hey, what do you want to be? I would say, hey, I want to earn a lot of money, you know, and deep down my heart, I just don't care how much money I made. You know, hey, I want to become a speaker and deep down I don't really know if I have the acumen to become a speaker. Deep down I know I have stage fears. You know, somebody said, hey, you're good at music. Would you like, oh, I'm going to become a musician. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to be a guitarist one day and boom, you know, I buy a guitar, I put it in my room, I never really bring it down from the attic. So, yeah. you know, all of these things are something that have bothered everybody almost. I'm going to be a techie, I'm going to code, you know, I'm going to develop a company, I'm going to start a company. If majority of your friends are into startups, then you're having that much pressure to say, I'm working on an idea, my friend. Very soon, I'm going to be launching my company. Though deep down, you know, you'd never really want to launch a company. Yeah. Maybe deep down, you know, you'd never really want to you know, go out there and start your own company and go through all of those hassles. Maybe you want to run an NGO. Maybe you want to run a social project. Maybe you want to be doing a podcast show and maybe find out how to make livelihood out of that, right? Maybe you really don't want to do all of those things. Maybe you want to be a fashion designer because you thought you were creative, but then you had an engineering degree, you know, into your kitty and now you're forced to be into a, you know, hardcore technical job rather than being a fashion designer. And maybe because everybody, when you said you want to be a fashion designer, kind of guided you to pursue a fashion designing course. But if you really see most of the greatest of the fashion designers, you know, did it through their acumen and creativity by exploring and not really by a scholastic or a college-based education. So coming down, zeroing down for me, uh, when I started delivering speeches, when I started delivering so many seminars, you know, most people would come back to me and say, hey, listen, Sujit, I'm so inspired by what you've shared. You know, this is a lasting inspirational impact on me. You know, are you, are you like, you know, do you have a vision to be a speaker? And I would have a boom, big question mark on my mind. Do I really want to be a speaker? I know I'm doing it well. I know I'm delivering great speeches, but question, am I going to be a speaker? And if I'm going to be, sure. am I going to be earning my livelihood with that? With all of those questions, I had to ask myself, what is deep down in my heart? And the hack I figured out, which will help all our listeners. Yeah, let's hear it's it. Never, it's, it's never, ever easy, you know, for you to really figure out what is your true calling or true passion. But there are three of these hacks. Number one, anything that provokes interest in you, which is something that you got interested in and you started pursuing and you started liking it, loving it, and you had an interest to do it and probably even getting to rest, going out for a party, going out to get friends or anything else that meant entertaining to you attracted you lesser for a while than that interested. Most likely there is a hidden calling for you. The second thing, if you yep. haven't tried a number of things by at least beginning to pursue and execute them just because you got interested in them. You will never have a list of things you clearly know you are not interested in. So sure. you will always keep having yeah. a question mark in your mind. Maybe if I would have done this, I would have excelled. Maybe if I would have done that, I would have done really well. So one of the hacks that worked very well for me, the moment I would feel, hey, if I was a real estate investor, I would really do a great job. And maybe that would be my passion. I would become a 
real estate investor, I would probably go out, make some money, you know, from other livelihoods or, you know, economic, uh, you know, sources that I have of income sources. And I would keep up and accumulate some money, invest into real estate projects, meet a lot of real estate, you know, uh, builders and construction guys and, you know, sit down with them, understand what the business model looks like, try and do it, try my hands at it, and then ask myself, hey, Sujit, with all of this, are you still interested? Right. So, which is where I bring the second hack, try it to know it. If you don't try it, you will never know it. If you keep thinking, I'm going to be a great author one day, sit down and write your first two articles. Start small, but start now. Start small, but start now. I repeat, start small, but start now. So if you are thinking right now while listening to this, that, hey, listen, I had an idea the other day that I'm going to be a guitarist, probably put up a small 45 or 50 minutes clip, or maybe even five minutes of a clip on YouTube channels, Instagram, various places, recording your, you know, uh, music, what whatever fantasies or you know your melodies and putting them up get some feedback see if that really interests you go go join a small course or go join a small class or probably sign up for tons and tons of online courses that are available on the domain that you get interested in so first you get interested just know there's a calling second try it and then you will know if you really have it in you or not number three this is i'm I'm gonna cut in there real quick i just i gotta ask because these are all really great great um ideas here um for the number two, try something. How how much time would you recommend giving somebody until they say, okay, maybe this isn't my calling. I'm going to give up because I'm imagining, I remember the first time I learned how to play guitar. And if I, if I decided to give up within the first week, it probably would not would have been a good move because guitar takes such a long time. How do you know when it's time to quote unquote, give up or move on to the next um, thing to try? So, 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 here, so, so this is, this is an excellent question. And now it very much depends. So when you start, you're in the interest zone. Yeah. The, when you move ahead, you get into a zone which is called commitment. This is where I was coming to the third hack is there is a very thin line between interest and commitment. That okay. thin line, if you do not move to the commitment side of anything that you just began to take up, just know no matter how long you pursue it, it's never going to convert into something you will be ever passionate for. So this is, a, you know, this, it, it's like coaching people that there are real gases that exist after you've taught them all the formulae for ideal gases. It's like coaching people, you know, that finances are always going to be easy before you've got them to the table to tell them that the reality of the world as market forces will operate you to never give you returns beyond a certain stipulated, you know, returns already. You know, it's like coaching people for delusions and illusions before you teach them the, you know, so-called life skills and get them to the ground reality. It's just like that. So when you're interested, you are going to have all the possible big dreams and you're going to initiate yourself. The second thing you will ask yourself, is this something I'm going to follow? You know, uh, you know, is this something, you know, that's calling from my heart and am I going to follow it long enough? That's where you need to know this hack that you need to shift to the commitment zone and tell yourself if I love something I'll do it if I don't love something I won't do it but if I'm doing something I better love it this way you've kind of at the initial stage deceived your mind from now answering to you if it really is your calling or not and pushed your mind to pursue it longer for a more detailed feedback at least sufficient enough for you to know if this is something you're going to pursue or not once you move to the commitment zone and spend another six months to one year which is a sufficient time because out of the outliers Malcolm Gladwell's idea of 10,000 hours 
hours, you would have sufficiently spent about 500 to 600 hours on what you're now beginning from the interest to the commitment. If after those many hours as well, you don't start seeing any improvement, any growth in yourself, not the external feedback, the internal growth, if that's not happening, it's a good time to ask yourself if this is happening elsewhere in your life or if you have invested similar interest elsewhere and you figured that you're doing a great job there because at the end of the day, if you think there's something worth pursuing, it's worth pursuing because you have the acumen and the edge for it. At the very initial times, you won't have it, but after 500 or 600 sufficient hours, you will begin to see the signs and if you're not seeing the signs, my dear friend, don't be delusional anymore. Just say, thank you. It was great. Now, <laughs> this sums up <laughs> into my experience list of what does not work. You need to reflect for a sure. good few hours on why that particular interest did not click. What were the exact feelings that you were running through? Maybe do a journal entry around that. Like for example, I would love to give an example here. I started out as a blogger, as a personal blogger. I used to blog on my personal blog and I used to think, oh, this is something I'm very kicked about. I did my blog. I started getting good feedback. A lot of people used to read and I would get great comments, but something deep down told me, no, this is not my forte. I'm never going to be so good at this that I'm going to make this the most popular blog because maybe I did not love the attention. You know, the personal blog got me to my name as well. So I always wanted to start. I always wanted to run a blog and create a media out of it, but never really wanted the entire attention to be on Sajit Lalwani there. Right. So that's when I created IU that's online media called Inspiration Unlimited. There was more like a blog at the onset, but today it's a world, uh, you know, I would say, you know, number one inspirational media because people go down to it. We have a, you know, potential hundred million plus reach to it, 10 million active readers, you know, 1 million visits to our content last month, which is very exciting. But now wow. it's more like the passion I started out with, but not on personal blogging. I converted that into some, I, I sat down reflected. What is it about my blogging, though it's going so good and I have all the feedback that I don't really like? Number one, I don't like the attention to my name through the blog. Maybe I would love to be known as an entrepreneur and not as a blogger. Maybe I would love to be known as a speaker and not as a blogger. So as a blog, I would love to be known as a media owner, right? So I decided these things early on because I was reflecting on my feelings. So one hack, which is the last one, is you need continuous introspection and reflection on sure. what's exactly going through you to be able to figure out what is duly happening deep down inside you. If you do not do that, my dear friend. Do not expect that you will know what's deep down there and you will always be confused. You will always be asking yourself, hey, I got so interested in this last week. I don't even know why. Oh my God, God alone, universe alone knows why I was so kicked about doing what I did. My dear friend, universe knows it. That's why you got so kicked. So this, this is what I feel, Chris. I hope that answers the question. Fantastic. We'll have to find a way to, uh, unless you already have this in the form of content, but to get those three things uh, summarized in bullet point form and have people repeat it, repeat it to themselves over and over again. Because um, Chris, I think, I think that yeah. particular content that you're mentioning about the three things that we have it written down or something, I believe this podcast will be the medium for every <laughs> single person to listen over and over, you know, because we've already kind of covered it here and people yeah. must listen to this podcast over and over. And in fact, in future, when somebody asks me, I will just take your link and share it with them. Sure. That's, that, that's good content. I appreciate that. Yeah. So in, instead, instead of follow your heart, just as very plain and simple, you know, advice or whatever, 
How about instead, it's these three things to help you decide where you need to be in your life. So thank you for that. True, cool. true, Chris. In fact, I would just love to add to what you said. Uh, you know, just follow your heart for all the listeners. It's like a trap. Please know at, at that minimum a level, it's like telling you to go to space. You must know that you need to build something like Virgin Galactic to make a trip and come back, right? If you don't do that, you don't escape the gravity of the earth. So just telling somebody, go to space, please go to space and watch how the earth looks from there is not going to help solve the problem. You got to give them the access to Virgin Galactic, which means you got to give them millions of dollars to buy a ticket on that plane. So you got to coach them first on how to acquire those millions of dollars. So breakdown of the process is pretty huge. Likewise, to follow your passion, the breakdown is in these three points. Fantastic. Well, I want to transition over to the next part of our podcast, which is the, the concept of surrounding yourself with the right people to push you to where you need to be in your life. So it's, it's, it's one thing to define exactly what we need to do, but I think the most difficult part for listeners is networking and meeting the right types of people that will get them the positions. One of your strengths I know is networking. So if you could enlighten our listeners on how specifically to do that, that would be great. Oh, wonderful, Chris. I think the art of networking, one of, one of the podcasts I was uh, you know, on recently, they asked me, what's that one subject you would like to introduce in colleges, in schools, you know, that would yeah. make all the difference. And if you had a choice to introduce only one subject, and I said, it would be the art of networking. So I'm in sync with this question of yours. You would change universities all over the world if you did that. That would be great. You should do that. <laughs> you should be a professor for that. And, and I truly believe that the art of networking is the subject that 99.99%, no, 100% of us need it in our schools and colleges. And if you ask me, what's the hack to network? There are three things. And again, I come to three things because I learned them, you know, over the course of my life. Number one, you know, we got to ask ourselves, how much value am I adding to somebody's life before I'm retrieving? You know, one of my mentors taught me very well, if you give once your eligibility to take twice but if you take once you know you do not have the eligibility to continue and progress that relation if first is take and second is give say that one more time one more time people need to hear that I, I would say that one more time. My mentor taught me that if you give once, you're eligible to take twice. But the first thing that you do is if you take it, right, then you are unsure of the eligibility in that relationship. So if you always want to build a fantastic network, don't do it on an experiment of seeing if I take it, will the relation still continue? Give it, give first and be the first one to give and you wow. will see a massive network of people always there to help you when you need them. You need financiers. They will be around you because you helped them get a business lead for themselves. You will have so many people who are such wonderful podcast creators. If you recommend the wonderful guests to them, wow. you will have so many online media journalists covering your story when you start a startup simply because you wrote good articles for them and recommended good writers for them and always get to share their content on your LinkedIn or social media profiles because the day you start, you have all of their support backing you. Now, somebody told me recently, you know, Sujit, if I invested in 100 such people, I don't think all of them are going to help me out one day. And I said, hey, my friend, do your math right. If you invested by giving away to 100 people and all of them are not going to turn, I want to tell you 16.67% is the magical ratio I figured in my life. That's the only percentage of people who will ever come back to you, no matter what organization, what kind of work, what kind of business or what kind of network you're in. And those 16.67% people must be a much larger number than 16.67 alone. So if you do the math right, if you did 
you know, some small things, you don't have to do really big, you don't have to construct, you know, you know, ninth or 10th wonders of the world for people to actually get, you know, get them back to help you. A small appreciation, a small acknowledgement, a small social media share, a small, you know, giving a business lead to somebody, blah, blah, blah. The 10 different small, small things that you could be doing, just make it a point. The next time you meet somebody, you're always going to take interest. You're going to take interest in understanding what are the current goals in their life and ask yourself, how could you do something out of your current resources and networks to help them? And if you have helped over a period of two years, let's say three people per day like that, you're going to have a sufficient number of 2000 people that you would have helped. And now if you do 16.67% math, you have a good sound network of 365 people who you could ask for help. And my dear friend, if you ask one person every single day of your third year for help, entire year, you will always feel positive that you always have anyone you ask for help because they always turn up for you. Unlike feeling no matter who I approach, no matter whom I ask, nobody turns up for me. The third year, you will reap your rewards. So if you do not reap your rewards in the third year and you make this a cycle and a continuous habit for yourself, starting from the first year, it's like how you seed and then how you grow the seed into a full-fledged plant that yeah. gives you fruits every time. You're going to invest your next five years. Make a yeah. commitment today that whomever you meet, whomever you talk to, even if you're listening to Chris's podcast right now, make it a point that you share this link with at least five different people in your circles and network whom you believe. And this way, you not only make this podcast reach more people, you also invest invite all of those people who found value in this to be able to share good content with you next time. And you also will have Chris backing you up. If you let him know, Hey, Chris, I'm so happy to share this with people. The next time Chris is asked for something or you message Chris saying that, Hey, listen, Chris, I have this podcast. He will remember you in some of the other way and try to help you out. It's at a very basic level that I'm sharing, but just know this is the hack for networking. Give once and you're eligible to have that relationship give you twice as the future unfolds and give to enough number of people and you have a massive network of people that will always stand with you in different, different ways. That's amazing. You you hit upon some really other good points that I think aren't traditionally spoken about within networking. Uh, the first point is sometimes it takes time. Um, and that's true. I don't think that can be emphasized enough. You said the third year, you know, maybe you're not going to reap the direct benefits of your networking the next day. A lot of people are very short term in their thinking and they're thinking, you know, like, hey, I just gave once. How come this isn't giving back? And the other good point you made, 16.67%, you know, that's not everybody who you're offering value to. It's, it's like we, we shouldn't expect, you know, absolutely to receive something in return every single time we give in that kind of way. Absolutely. 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 Wonderfully summarized, Chris. I think you've already got enough experiences in your hindsight that are kind of prompting you, you know, that not everybody gives back and that's totally okay because everything is added into the credit account of the universe and you will be able to debit it one day out of your complete surprise. You know, you will have extra dollars in your account like you never sure. expected. <laughs> sure. And, and, and what are some good ways? to meet people. I want people to get practical here and, and know how to meet people. Um, are you an advocate for online? Are you an advocate for attending events? What's, what's your go-to strategy? I think, Chris, I think it's like, you know, having a good stock portfolio, you kind of diversify your funds into four or five different sectors. Okay. In the same way, if you're networking, you're going to diversify your efforts into four or five ways. I would say that online networking works as much as offline events. Offline events work as much as connecting from friends to friends. It works as much as asking references online from the friends of friends. So it works that way. So I would say that, you know, a part of your network needs to be with people whom you're connecting across borders, probably doing, 
you know, video conferences with them, audio calls, shooting out emails, and that's a part of online. So since it's two sectors, online and offline, I would say keep your investment 50-50, and that's totally fine in a world like today. If it was 10 years ago, I would say 70 offline and 30 online. And if it is five years from now, I will say 60 online and 40 offline. And if it's 10 years from now, boy, mm-hmm. 70 online and 30 offline. <laughs> so, yeah. so we got to move with the way the world is moving. The technology got introduced not for nothing. We have so many mediums, you know, meeting in person is definitely always going to be higher in position with the way it rewards than meeting just online. But sometimes sure. you don't have option. You know, you got to choose the better of the two, not meeting at all or just doing an email or probably a video conference. I'll say a video conference. So I would say that attend a lot of events, but for the question in particular, how do you actually zero down on the right people? There are three hacks again, but two of them I'll give. And the third one will be when people reach out to me on a tweet. <laughs> you, <laughs> <Of course>. know? <laughs> yeah. you know, that way, that way we will end up connecting, right? <laughs> yes. yes. So, so the first, the first hack is interest-based networking, right? And the second one is a need-based networking. So both of them are not going to be the same and never going to reward you in the same way or never going to have the same protocol. If you're going to do interest-based networking, it's long-term. You're not really necessarily are going to figure out what's going to exactly come out of that relationship immediately. But when you're doing need-based networking, it's just making mutually beneficial relationship spot on, on the spot. So for need-based networking, try and keep it, you know, again, 50% online and 50% offline. But for need-based networking, just go to the right networking events, you know, meet up people from your industry from your sector or from the particular need that you might have for your business or for your idea. But for interest-based networking, join communities and call people in for a coffee and be the first one to do so. For either of them, if you have to build a big network and if you're going to make sure that you hold a pretty large network, don't keep waiting for people to initiate. That's one thing that I would leave. That's a wild card entry. It's not the third one. (laughs) Don't mistake it, but be the first one to initiate. That's worked for me, Chris, wonderfully. I'm always the first one to initiate. I'm always the first one to call and I'm always the first one to email. I'm always the first one to say, hey, listen, do you want, do you prefer a coffee? And I know the number of rejections I've got over and over, but trust me, when I message about 10 people for a day, I always end up getting two positive responses and I look at the two positive and I keep moving. And the other eight, are always going to meet up in due course of time because when they reject once, they are open to your second line of offer of request and they accept the second time. So you follow it up. So if you're a networker, just remember, put up very easily with rejections and be the first one to initiate. But figure out, is it interest-based or is it need-based? If, if you're an author, it's very important that you keep meeting the people in the writing community very often because you want to know how many sales are good, you know, how many sales can make you feel you've tipped off the number, how are other authors who are doing, earning their livelihood. You don't want to be like how the self-publishing industry is today. We have 1 million titles published, but we just had 44 success stories of self-published authors last, last year, which is pretty bad statistics. So many authors are not finding good readers for their content simply because those authors are not busy networking. They're not meeting other successful authors, you know, who are actually doing well. So if you're a podcast owner, probably like, you know, Chris, talk to Chris, find out, Hey, how did you set up 73 shows? How do you get guests? Keep talking to him, maybe exchange a coffee, ask him, Hey, Chris, I would be very honored if you could mentor me for 30 minutes. And I bet Chris is right here. I want to ask you, Chris, would you say no to somebody who asked you, can you mentor me for 30 minutes? I remember on my last call, you said, Hey, Sujit, if you're ever looking at setting up a podcast, I am the go-to guy. (laughs) Sure. It's building those relationships. Well, fantastic. We got so many good nuggets of knowledge and um, I love what you said earlier about just uh, you are going to face the rejection and it's going to be fine and you even have an opportunity to follow up and that no might turn into a yes I think a lot of people take it personally they they feel like their egos are attached 
you know, to this one thing. And so that's causing a lot of hurt in these rejections. So you just got to learn to take it like a champ. And it's it's just part of the game. And I think that's one thing that you really illustrate well in all your networking. So Yeah. And, and, and the easy yeah. thing to do is, Chris, I leave everybody, all the listeners with this question at this point. Do you want to be one of them sitting in your room with your phone on Instagram or watching television and keep applauding for those who built big networks? Or do you want to be one of them for whom the world is applauding because you have built a big network? If the answer is the second, be the one who initiates. If the answer is the first, be the one who rejects. Love it. Love it. Words of wisdom from Sujit Lalwani. Um, Thank you very much for joining us on the show. I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about what's next for you. I think listeners would love to hear it. Oh, definitely. Next 10 years for me is Simus Ventures. That's one of the wings with which I consult and help businesses, you know, grow from the scale they are to the scale they want to. And I also want to make sure that I have a good portfolio of 10 to 12 startups over the next five years. I'm personally leading, mentoring and working and making them build as big brands. The second is obviously I want to make online media. Are you the world's the number one positivity media? And, I the, love third, it. and the third thing is the Life Simplified 2.0 book that's coming in six months. So these are the three things that are next for me, Chris. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And you said you're on Twitter. What's your what's your Twitter handle? S U J I T L A L W A N I. That's the spelling of my name. And if you just tweet it up and search it up, it's gonna show up. And I if to all the listeners, if you've come this far listening to this podcast, make an immediate effort to tweet, you know, tag me and tag Chris, and I will surely answer what that third hack for networking was. (laughs) Perfect. And for all of you listeners, you know what I do. I typically drop the links in the description below. So if you want to find Sujit's Twitter or his Life Simplified book, you can check that out in the description. So Definitely. Perfect. Sujit, I want to make sure you didn't have any last things that you wanted to get out, but any final words of advice for job seekers or people trying to figure out what they want to do? Oh, absolutely. When you say job seekers or what they want to do, I would just say that, you know, the classification in the world that there are two types of people, job creators and job seekers is such a misplaced statement in this contemporary times. I believe the entrepreneur, the so-called job creator is one of the greatest job seeker in the world. So for every single person (laughs) out there, out there, you know, who's looking for the next big opportunity, I would just want to tell you the opportunities are everywhere, but they're not going to come to you. If you're sitting on your couch, you have to search them, put that little effort to search them, go be the first one to initiate, get rejected and get going to take up that opportunity and make it happen. So last words of wisdom, don't be human beings, be human doings. Again, it's time that we become human doings than being human beings. Please don't just be, do and do it now. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Chris, for having me on your show. It's been such a pleasure. Perfect. Well, this concludes our 73rd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Wow, what amazing insights of knowledge here. Should you follow your heart is is a thing that I know I've been told ever since I was little. But I think a lot of us need to hear this message of how they can specifically figure out what they want to do. And so much of this is tied into you know, rejection. So much of this is tied into networking. So I'm really glad we touched upon those topics as well. And I think Sujit Lawani is a living, breathing example of that because um, when he reached out to me about being on this podcast, he was very, very giving. And there's no better person to illustrate how to network because, you know, value first and not expecting anything return and give, 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 you know, that's exactly what Sujit did. You know, he's already speaking about me in our podcast and it's, it's inspiring for me because I think this is something that I would like to do more and get better at in my life. 
I would recommend for those of you who maybe this is a really serious part of their lives is go back and replay the episode because I think you'll get a lot from it even listening the second time. So thank you all for being true warriors. This concludes our 73rd episode and I'll see you next week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.